Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast, the community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. We are here today, ladies and gentlemen, with Dr. Aaron Turner. Sir, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Rob. It's really nice to be here. Oh, it's so nice to have you. I am, as I was mentioning before, I'm called out a mix on all the different things or different areas I want to go. Uh, I want to talk about the man. I want to talk about the myth. I want to talk about the legend as, as we all come to, to know and love. That person who's affectionately known by George Pransky as A.T. Uh, yeah. I thought that was that was pretty cool when I heard him say that for the first time. But um, let's just start, sir, with you. Just, you know, um, you coming into this understanding and how you use it in your work, you know, with mm-hmm. one thought and, and things like that. And then we'll go from there and see what what resonates for us to keep talking about. Yeah. So so I I, I kind of came into touch with the three principles and the three principles community in my late teens. Um, and even though I loved hanging around the people, I was, I was kind of allergic phobic to what they had to say. It um, felt a bit like a cult to me. Nobody had seemed to think anything through to any degree. <laughs> <laughs> and they seemed to be happy for no good reason and didn't care. So, so, so I, I, I was just against the whole thing in principle. Um, so it wasn't until I, George asked me to research it for one of his books that I really started trying to understand it rather than just criticize and reject it. And what I understood was radical, like, that this is the only approach that thinks it doesn't matter what you think, as long as you know that thought isn't a real thing. And it's, it's definitely the only approach that sees the potential for higher levels of clarity and deeper levels of feeling as an effortless, inalienable given. I mean, that was, that's radic- that was radical. Very much so, it, yeah. <laughs> compare it to everything else. And it got me interested in it got me interested in and um it got me respectful. I mean, the, the changes that I saw in the clients that that George and Linda had and all their people had, people were consistently moved in life-changing ways. You could feel it when they talked. Yeah. Um, and that got me respectful and interested and humble, got me humble. You know, there's things here that they understand that you don't. But interestingly, Rob, given what we talked about at the discoveries thing yesterday, um, I got while I was there doing that research, I got affected. I got affected by sitting around the staff meetings, by listening to the client sessions, by I just got affected. and, And I started experiencing a different quality of life outside of my normal habitual thinking. And I started experiencing a deeper level of myself in which I was confident, I was happy, I was at ease, I was resilient, I was present, I was 
sociable i noticed things i enjoyed things and i'd never experienced anything like that of myself since i was a young child and i'd worked hard at having a better life and got nowhere near it and so it felt like i'd discovered like the biggest secret <laughs> yeah like you were happy for no good reason huh <laughs> yeah, right and it works for everything it's like that was on that the answer was on the other side of whatever i was thinking in every situation like in every situation in my relationship if i was cutting wood if i was doing martial arts if i was at work and, and it was like how doesn't everybody know this this is like the biggest most important simplest i mean it was like it, it blew my mind every day Oh yeah, the simplicity continues to blow my mind. Yeah, it, it, and it really did. And it was like, and I would try, I was basically on a hypothesis kick where it's like, in theory, this should work for everything. And I was like, oh my God, it does. <laughs> everything, yeah. everything. And I was just like, that was my life. I'd try it on this, try it on that, try it on this, try it on that, try it on yeah. and, and, and things were just changing. And I was utterly sold. I was like, I'm, I'm just interested in this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it wasn't till um, I was working in a hostel for the homeless. I was studying, doing night shifts. I was doing night shifts at these hostels. And I was sitting with this young schizophrenic who was telling me his life story. And I was sitting there looking at him thinking, I know you have well-being. I know you're fine. Like, I know you're fine. And the way he was telling me his life story is like, he was fine. But yet he'd had the most harrowing life based on the assumption that there was something seriously wrong with him. And I'm like, and I felt, I just felt, what am I supposed to do? If I tell him he's fine, I'm the last person he's going to listen to. Mm -hmm. But how's he going to find out? And I realized that we live in a world that has untold problems because people don't know their, their true clarity and they live in you know, like X degree of problematic realities that they don't know are made up. I'm just, we could just say it that way. Mm -hmm. And there's a gulf between their view of reality that they've lived by and this reality of like that the principles points to. And I just was like, this would be a different world for this person and everyone else in it if we lived on the other side of that gulf. Anyone that crosses that gulf is going to discover a different world because they leave the world they were in behind all those thoughts that created that reality and and i was like i in that moment it hit me i want to spend the rest of my professional life making this understanding available in the world that's worth the time that's totally worth the time when that's done i'll move on but till then that's what i'm doing yeah i love that it's almost like a movie production i had a friend <laughs> Uh, who's a movie producer so he'll him he used to invite me down on sets pre-covid and stuff like that yeah. and i would get so intensely you know locked in on the scene yeah. until everybody goes cut and you realize it's a set or you know but it's like yeah. oh that's how people live in their lives like the way the set yeah. is made that's their whole movie yeah and this principle the understanding of the principles is like cut you know, you know, cut and you, you take off the mask or you, you change out a costume and you're back to life. It's like, oh, man, you know, yeah. I love that. That's brilliant. And, and I, I was like, I have no idea how you bridge that gap, but I know some people who do. So I went to George and Linda and said, would you please train me? 
And because they were family, I thought they might, they said they would, they're like, you can't work here, but we can train you. I'm like, that's all I need. I, 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 that's fine. Now you say that's family, fine. what do you mean family? Yeah. Well, George is my uncle. So my, my mum is his oh. older sister. So, oh, okay. so that's how I went to look on her in the first place. So, and that's how, you know, I wasn't interested in the principles for five, six years and still I was around it because he was still my uncle. See, so got we would it. okay, got it. So I was lucky in that sense because had someone said, come to this seminar, I would have come and gone and that would have been the end of it. Got it. Okay. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, um, I, I love that. So you, you then it, it hits you. In that moment, in that hostel, I'm going to spend all my time bringing more awareness and an understanding of these, this understanding, these discoveries in the world. That's what I'm going to do. That's what yeah. I'm up to. It hit me in that moment. And it, and it, and it, it, it just hasn't made sense any differently since. And is that where one thought evolved from? I, I, I did an internship with Pransky and Associates and I ended up working there for 10 years. Oh, oh okay. Um, okay. And so, but what really struck me during that time is so we, when I first started, they were mostly counseling and mostly couples consulting, counseling. And then we started working more with businesses. And by the time I left, most of our clients were business clients. And what we discovered in the business world was that people's clarity of mind was built into every single thing they did. Mm. Every single thing. You have a meeting, the clarity of mind's going to run it. For better or worse, it's going to run it. Um, you, you send a salesperson out, the clarity of mind's going to determine what happens there. You set, you create an engineering process, the state of mind of the people running that process will determine how well it works. And there's no escaping that. Yeah. And it's completely true and nobody knows it. So there's this dial on people's dashboard. That's the, the master dial and nobody knows it's there and nobody's turning it. And most people have it turned in the wrong direction. Yeah. And they don't know why the machinery doesn't work properly. Oh, yeah. That's, that's and, what um, I was <laughs> So that's what led to one thought, because it's like we want to go to a major population center. And when Mara and I started One Thought, she went to New York, I went to London. And we want to show the relevance of the principles in the mainstream. Hmm. Like if you want to run a business without this understanding, good luck, get extra money. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, and we just wanted to show that and we wanted to make it visible through the work we did with companies because we thought the link between understanding and outcome was most visible uh, within organizations. Yeah. And so that's what led to one thought. Okay. And that's pretty cool because even though when you said the understanding seems like it, it wasn't any structure around it or anything, which yes. and then made businesses grow. Yes. So it's the don't do anything and watch your business grow. Could you just speak to that for a minute? Totally. Well, I mean, between you and I, Rob, it's, the that profound spiritual potential of the mind and the way it comes through people moment to moment right God. so we have this kettle at home and it's got like a metal filter in it and because london has hard water lots of lime scale builds up in the filter 
And the more lime scale is in the filter, the longer it takes to pour a cup of tea. And sometimes I'm telling you, mm. you're there for eight. <laughs> 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 this needs cleaning. And, and, and every second that someone spends doing something in a business, it's how much of that potential is coming through and how cleanly it's coming through without distortion, right? Mm. So what we see, like we'll work with a company and without any change of personnel, any change of process, technology, strategy, in fact, people do less hours work and get more done. Yeah. The, the, everything improves. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I, again, I, I, I've seen it in my own life of everything externally being the same. And just like you said, I turned the dial to shift how I was, my relationship with it yeah. in a sense. And that just made all the difference. Same yeah. people, again, same characters in the, in the episode. It's just the way I'm looking at it or the way I'm living it, allowing it come to come through me significantly changed every one of those relationships yeah and i um i have such a gratitude for all of you all that came before to keep at it so that i could one day hear it because at my very best dream of what i thought life was about i didn't yeah. meet the bottom of this threshold wow now how i feel about life want to try that sure let's go for it you know um all the way even up to being able to do this podcast, being yeah. able to speak at the 3P UK conference, being able to do all of that again, it's like, whoa, the, the possibility is there for anything. Yeah. And so I, I really appreciate that. And speaking of the 3P UK conference, uh, you were very pivotal in getting that out in about this year, which was phenomenal. And the, the setup and, and the practitioners who shared and all the things that are happening. What is that like? What's it like to do it? Yeah, just to, just to be a part of it and see it manifest. It's amazing. It really is amazing. I mean, uh, it, it, it was the original vision. The idea was uh, Terry Rubenstein's back in 2009, 2010. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of supported her creating it. And then I was a part of presenting it every year since. It's one of those things, Rob, in terms of like the magic of the, the magic of the energy of mind. Mm -hmm. Like the first year we did it, it was magical. It was utterly magical. We just put it together and it was just wow the feeling was so rich the things that happened out of it was so amazing the experience of it was so fresh and then when we sat down to plan it the next year we were like look that was magical i mean obviously you don't get magical every year that's probably not going to happen again <laughs> but let's just plan the best but every year so far it's just had that magic to it. And like you say, this year was really unleashed. It kind of just had this massive jump because there was so much more freshness and openness and inclusiveness. And yeah, it was global. Uh, it, it literally was global. And it was global. It really was. That blew my mind. It was so cool when that woman from Africa was speaking. I mean, I just, yeah. It, 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 you know what it is? It's like, we, we do it because it makes sense to us. And sometimes it's really fun and inspired. And sometimes we kind of have to slog it out. And, uh, but it's, I'm, it's very humbling when it comes to life itself. 
it's very humbling and it's very um it's it's a great joy and it's just a great joy to kind of be involved in it when when it actually happens and it kind of becomes something yeah yeah i i really really just enjoy um being a part of it being able to jump in between different sessions and, and see different people speak and and watch everybody just come alive it was it was it was pretty amazing it, it really was but before that there was a um i guess you would say an insight that you as president of the three principal global community had that kind of shifted the way business worked even in our own community uh yeah. for practitioners could you now put on your your president hat for me for a second <laughs> <laughs> and just uh kind of like the how i want to steer the conversation now it's pretty the, the state of the community what yeah. that particular insight or dive into blind spotting revealed for you and and what you see now is possible with that yeah tell me if I go back too far Rob but but a, a few years ago two three years ago um as a 3pgc board we really started to see that if we wanted to really be of service to the community and to the principles you know to the principles being more relevant and visible uh, as described by Sid and Sid as the primary source then we really to we really needed to be more accountable for our level of consciousness and and the kind of spirit in which we did things yeah. um you know like it's you know it's very easy to be like well we're doing a good thing we're doing the right thing and then not worry how you're doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because it's a good thing it's, it's... Yeah, it's a good thing <laughs> yeah, what do you want from me and but then but but we we started to get more careful about the spirit that we were in and what we realized is that a lot of the time I mean, what I realized is a lot of the time the spirit I was in was wrong. Like I would never go to a client meeting in the spirit in which we conducted our 3PGC meetings and designed our conferences and stuff like that. And that led to a real shift in us realizing we wanted to be, you know, more loving and open and inclusive um, and kind of grounded more in a purer mind according to the principles ourselves. And that was the first step. And that led to the LA conference, which, which, which lots of people got involved in because it felt different. It didn't feel competitive. It didn't feel judgmental. There wasn't a lot of thinking about who was doing things the right way and the wrong way. It was more about, look, we're all grateful to have discovered something that humbles us in the face of the depth of it. Yeah. And so that was kind of a first step. And we, we, we thought we were like, we thought we were cooking with gas at that point. <laughs> we were like, wow, this is amazing. That was a real step jump. But then when, and to be fair, um, ever since I've been on the board, which is since the beginning, Christine Heath has been saying, I don't think we're an open community. I think there's racism in the community there's classism in the community i mean she doesn't say this explicitly but she's like there's discrimination in this community it's not a level playing field it's not an inclusive community right Hi. auntie chris and, yeah. <laughs> i call her auntie chris <laughs> yeah auntie chris and she that was not heard we didn't take any notice of that and not only didn't we take any notice of it we had lots of principle-based reasons why you shouldn't take notice of it like it, oh, it's not about that. You're getting into the form. It's about the essence of things. This is political, in in and it 
And it's like that gulf I talked about before. That was a reality that that I was in. So when the 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 death of George Floyd happened and the Black Lives Matters really flagged, look, there's a lot of discrimination, violence, and um, injustice here. We're living with it. It's time. It, it, it's long past time to pretend it's not here. And 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 Chris basically said, look. I'm not not doing anything about this anymore. I'm doing something about it. And it really, it really took me back because in my made up reality, it was like, well, no, no, there's no discrimination here. I don't feel racism. But in front of my eyes, there was like an all white board. (laughs) 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 And there was like several all white conferences. Yeah. As many all white, co- and then our our training programs were usually all white or largely white, with occasional exceptions. And it, it was really like it was one of those moments where it's like there's something to take an interest in here. This 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 is not right. Like you know, I couldn't carry on thinking there was nothing to see here. And thankfully, um, Chris. And Leela had felt the same way, wanted to really see what they could do about it. And so they wanted to really find you. They wanted to listen to the experience of people who weren't represented in the community, even though they'd been in the community, like they'd been on trainings, they'd been to conferences, they'd been. Um, and, and, and just uncovered all the effects of the blind spot that we were that we were living in and propagating that led to the community being innocently ignorantly shut down yeah and 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 biased in ways that they didn't realize including assumed privilege and you know not appreciating where other people are coming from other experiences and and it was stunning i mean it was it was jaw dropping and stunning to see how, once you took a look, how obvious it was, how deaf and blind and insensitive, like I'd been for sure, and how little interest I'd had in other people's experiences, just assuming everyone was normal like me, is an assumption of a privileged position. That that piece you just said is so interesting because when, when I did get the opportunity to to talk to Leela and Chris and be a part of it. What I found was some biases that I had towards civilians as a military member. Oh, wait, I'm doing it. You know, I am I am doing exactly what I say I hate to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was mind blowing for me because my experience was a little different as far as I've never in growing up through the military and my particular job, I did often find myself as the only black person in the room. But in our field, that wasn't the, the discriminating factor. The discriminating factor was rank. We use rank structure to do those, as you say, configurations. And you find yourself with all your friends being military members. Yeah. And when someone brings a civilian around, you're kind of like, why you bring the civilian, man? They don't understand us. You know, they're not us. And so that's what I kind of had to break the mold on. Was, and I love the thing you say, because once we do see it, we can get to the essence. Yeah, we can get to the essence from that point. Once it's once it's a, there's an awareness, 
we can get yeah. to the essence and fall into that hum- humane space together. Totally. Yeah. Because the thing is, Rob, one of the things that I realized, um, and people had said this before, it's like the the discrimination and suffering of 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 uh, racism is one side of the problem, right? Mm-hmm. The other side of the problem is that when you have these blind spots and you're not truly at ease, you're not truly open, you're not truly yourself, you miss out on a piece of yourself. Like you miss out on the depth of your own experience. Yeah. Like we know that about the principles. It's like, if I have a blind spot about, I don't know, you know, ha- I'm too serious about, I don't know, my appearance in public, then I won't have as much of my own well-being and love and peace of mind and freedom of mind as I would otherwise have. Yeah. And so it was so cool to see that, well, there's these two sides of the two sides of the coin. I'm not really, I'm, I've got a protective layer of thought keeping me from myself, but it also keeps me from being open and, sensitive and interested in others yeah and i i love that on so many accounts because what i've what i've seen things in in the committee or the group evolved to was once everybody felt safe there was a few pivotal moments that i i I smile at often um one was when everybody got to share and to feel safe and chris and leela said okay now, if you would like, we could turn the group over to you guys to run. And we're like, where y'all going? No, stay. We love y'all. Like, stay here. Because it was it was just so much love there. And then the group shifted to looking at who else's voice wasn't heard. Yeah. And I thought that was very beautiful yeah. because it showed, again, the essence of yeah. if you could, if I feel safe and knowing that that exists, I don't want anybody else. Like, I'm not asking for you to accept blacks and then we turn around and discriminate against the women. I'm not asking for you to. So me and you could then turn around and discriminate against the LBGT community. Yeah, no, it's it's like if we if we get this understanding down to its core, we begin to see those blind spots that that we have and open the whole gamut of what this experience could be. Yeah, totally. What we could learn, who we could reach. Yeah. Because there are people suffering. Yeah. And we yeah. have the answer. Yeah. We have the answer. And so as the president, and I know the board isn't an authority over the community, more of a guidance, more of a support system and things like that. As you see the way ahead. Yes. You know, with the committees and things like that. <laughs> what yeah. is kind of your vision on how to get more of this understanding out? Yeah. So um, in terms of the 3PGC, where we're at at the moment, and and maybe people saw it in in the last um, the last event that we had before the discoveries is the the goal of the organization is to really make the principles visible and relevant. uh, As Sydney Banks described to as much of the world as possible in a neutral way and to support other practitioners and people doing that so we're a service organization and 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 at the moment what we're working on we're working on a few things the first thing we're working on is we're really interested in our blind spots and making sure that we're not getting in the way of the openness 
an inclusion of everybody globally worldwide and, and, and we know like you said that, that that we have blind spots about race maybe about class maybe about uh gender so so we're kind of looking to get past our own blind spots and and, and one of the things that 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 we're doing as we go is 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 uh kind of i don't know trying to help ourselves as a board and each other evolve in terms of that yeah and the other thing that's happened as we've done that is that the organization has moved from more of a, I don't know what you'd say, like a, a, a symbol organization to trying to be a platform to generate momentum in the world that, that other people can get involved in. Yeah. So we, whereas in the past, we might have felt a bit ivory tower because we did, we were so busy thinking about what we should do. We didn't communicate with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Um, now we're really interested in providing a platform to really get things done. So what we what we've done is we're changing the board to be more of an oversight board. So the board does it will no longer run the organization. It will just look at kind of the ethos and the direction and the the the, the, the organization is going in, and everything on the board will get done is is getting done in committees, and we have like core committees. Um, which I can talk a little bit about. And then we have inspired committees. And these can be based on people's uh, inspiration or desire to get something done. And these committees are something that volunteers can get involved in. You know, they're, they're not restricted uh, to board members. So the more enthusiastic, capable people want to get involved, the more we can get done. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's kind of like the um, command center, what we call it in the military. Yeah, uh, you get to the command center and you see the overall mission. Yeah. But you also see it broken down and who has what. Yeah. Because there are some practitioners who want to coach. There yes. are some practitioners who want to go into the inner cities. There are some practitioners who only want to work with addictions. And having a committee to connect directly to gets me, one, plugged in faster. Mm -hmm. But two, gets the inspiration and the wheels turning. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, if people are looking involved, basically, they can go out to the 3pgc.org and, and just send in a note saying, hey, I'm interested in getting involved. Would that yeah. would that work? Yeah, absolutely. OK, absolutely. perfect. Now, perfect. If, it, if it's useful, Rob, I can tell you the, the, the current committees that we have in case it takes anybody's fancy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. We, we have uh, a committees for practitioners. So people that are interested in what 3PGT does for practitioners and how they support them, that's that committee. Uh, we have an events committee. So one of the things that I'm really proud of with the 3PGC, Rob, is we do innovative events every time. I don't think we've done the same kind of conference twice in a couple of years. So we had around the world in 48 hours event. We had the practitioner event in LA. We had the more discussion event that we had uh, last year. We're doing the discoveries of Sydney Banks and we have lots of new kinds of events planned. So um, the events committee is where people could get involved in that. Uh, we have a communications committee. So if there are people that have a desire to contribute to the PR, the, the, the marketing, the communications. So if, if you're interested in that, that's that committee. Uh, fundraising and finances. 
So if that's something you have an enthusiasm or experience in, uh, community outreach is another one. So if that's an area you're enthusiastic, uh, global communities, which is are, are focusing on reaching communities uh, in different languages in different countries and, and building those communities. Uh, and then SIDS materials um, and bridging the generations. I think those are our current committees. Oh yeah, because if you put them all together, that's such an umbrella to cover the, the world. And that communication committee steps out because when I was in trouble, I really didn't know where to go to look because I was so clouded and the problems that I had. So being very clear for people to know what we have available is going to just skyrocket what I believe is possible. Well, sir, basically this last minute is all yours. And how I set it up is that the community is listening. What is it you would like to say to them? I think what I would like to say to the community is I think we're in this community because of the profound difference that we've discovered through the understanding we've picked up of the, of the principles. And I know that gives us a respect and a vision for what we've discovered. Um, and the thing that I've learned over the last 20 years is the answer to everything we face is in going back to those basic fundamental principles. But that there's a challenge in it as well in that Sometimes it's easy to go back to your understanding of the principles rather than the essence of the feeling in the principles. And that's a little bit of a trick. And so we know we've got something that will make a big difference to everybody in the world. We know how powerful it is. We have the commitment. We have the love for it. We have the appreciation for it. And in my experience, personally and professionally and on the 3PGC, the only challenge is that we don't hold ourselves accountable to the humility and the feeling of a real understanding. And sometimes we just get caught up in the ideas uh, and, and, and we get arrogant and we get judgmental and we get intense and, and impatient and all of that. If That's our expertise. If we can hold ourselves to a high standard in that. I, do, I don't see how it can be stopped. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind. Have the day you deserve. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.